Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Det här är Teach Me Sweden. Det här är alltså en podcast där jag och Jonathan försöker lära oss svensk historia. Uh, nu sa jag hans namn och jag säger mitt namn. Jag heter Erik Brostrom. <laughs> And I'm Jonathan Rollins. And in this episode, I'm going to teach Erik about someone he just learned about not too long ago. Och när han säger just learned about, så är det just learned about not enough. <laughs> exactly. So uh, stay tuned for a little bit of uh, sexual androgyny. Yes. Lite rimliga pensionspengar. Yes, and a little bit of uh, borderline stereotypical racism from uh, French Aww. people. Dr. Cliche <laughs> coming up. <laughs> Enjoy. Another, it's another day, another Thursday, another Teach Me Sweden episode. Underbart. That's how it goes, man. Oh. Even through the summer, we're rolling through these. It's really fun to do it, and I'm ready to teach you, man. Today, I'm teaching Eric some Swedish. Oh. Some Sweden. <laughs> no, no, some Swedish, please. I won't teach you any <laughs> Swedish. I don't think there's a word of Swedish in there, even though it's about the country and something that you are vaguely familiar with, I'm sure. I'm psyched. Uh, this episode is about... Circumcision. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What? <laughs> Shortest episode ever. <laughs> This is how you do it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell a quick story. You know me. I like to tell these quick stories. Yeah. My, uh, my mother was given a child at a football party. Hon fick ett barn. Yes, at a football party. Oh, football's fest. Uh, like my, uncle's, my uncle had a Super Bowl party. I believe a Super Bowl, but it was some football party. Okay, yeah. And um, his ex-girlfriend came by, and she would always just, every now and then, come by. She was cool with the family. And she had just had a child, uh-huh. a four-month-old uh-huh. kid who was cute and a lot. And my mom just l- fell in love with this kid, man, named Diamond. And she was holding Diamond, and, um, and everybody who came in thought that he was her son. Mm-hmm. My mom's name is Peaches. Her nickname is Peaches. Like, Peaches, I didn't know you had a baby. Kommer den här historien sluta med att det är du som är Diamond? No. I was given. My brother, my twin brother Pearl. Diamond and Pearl were given to my mother. Named after a Prince song. No. Wow. No. So so everybody thought it was like my little brother. They thought it was our little brother. Yeah. This little kid with a little afro, four months old. And then uh, uh, the lady was kind of in the streets, you know, drugs, drug dealing uh-uh. and stuff like fast life lady. And uh, her first child, we all knew that she had given her first child to the godmother. 
Okay. And at the party, she asked my mom if my if she she was like, he doesn't have a godmother. You want to be the godmother? And my mom was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to you. And then um, she said, you can keep him for the weekend. And my mom was just like, you know what? It'll be nice. And my mom was starting a daycare. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm gonna be home. I can really take care of this kid. Mm-hmm. So Diamond stayed with us, and my mom changed his name to Joshua. Mm-hmm. And now Josh was like our little brother. Oh shit! And lived with us. Well, she would come, Roz would come, and drop off like diapers and money and stuff like that every week and ask my mom, you want to keep him longer? You want to keep him longer? Want to keep him longer? Until he was five years old. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then his dad got out of jail and he was like, I want my son. And took him back. What's going on? Oh. And that was uh, Josh. I still keep in touch with him a little bit. Hey, Mohanda. He's all right. He's like 26 now. What are you doing for just regular dude. Just uh, I'm glad he's not in uh, no drugs or nothing like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not dealing drugs and stuff. That's uh, hard for these kids to get away from. Yeah, where he's from. But yeah, he grew up in the hood and turned out all right. Jesus. Yeah, he called me randomly. I was crying when I hung up the phone, man, because I was really ah. worried about him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, <laughs> I don't know why I told you that story. Det var fint. Jag kommer inte heller ihåg varför jag började. Jag är bara så glad att vi hamnade där. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So Josh slash Diamond was given to my mother at a football party. Jesus. Yeah. Diamond Josh. Yeah. Cool number. Yeah, I th- we thought of and oh, that's why I told you that story. Uh. My mother, when she got him, realized that he was not circumcised. Ah. And we were like, why does his penis look like that? I didn't even know what an uncircumcised penis looks looks like. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why does it look like that? She's like, Oh yeah, because um, you know, they didn't cut the foreskin off. I was like, What? And then she <laughs> explained to me <laughs> that they cut foreskin off of kids for hygienic reasons. Yeah. That's what she said. So I was like, Oh, it's gonna be like dirty? And she was like, Yeah, uh, you know, they, it's harder to clean, they're supposed to pull it back and do it. And I was like, Wow. And she's like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna she considered pulling off a circumcision herself. Wow. She cuz she works in the medical field. She did work. Oh, back then then she had by the time we had this conversation she had gone back into the medical field. Uh-huh. So she was like, "Oh, you got to do is just draw." She said like it's easy. Just draw a little dots right here, give him a little whiskey. Boom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, uh, mom, uh, that's a bad idea. Oh, det är väldigt ovanligt att göra det här. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ju, ja, svenskar verkar vara väldigt bra på att bara kunna dra bak och tvätta. It was, it was no just fucking a, problem. It was just a myth, man. It was a, yeah. a, a big old thing. And they're still. Yeah. My, my nephew was born. And they just, all right, baby's born, blah, blah, blah. You have to stop them before they yeah, yeah, yeah. will probably charge you $600 or whatever. Jesus. <laughs> it's such a business. But, oh, uh, det är klart. Yeah, so it's like, the, yeah, you have the circumcision, yeah, that's another um, $600. Do you want to nip the tip? <laughs> Come over to nip tipping. Yeah, so hopefully they get away from that shit in America because it's cosmetic surgery. Crazy. In the end, it's cosmetic fucking surgery. For babies. For children, yeah. Yes. That's like saying uh, I got my daughter a nose job when she was born. Yeah. Hello. Not because she had a breathing issue. No, no just because. Nej, för det är svårt för dem att snyta sig när de blir äldre. Så att vi måste... To form the nose. Yeah. All right. Men vad handlar det här om då? För det handlar inte om circumcision. No. Nej. I was lying. Okay. You're gonna be... You're gonna lose your mind when I just tell you the title, what this is about. Oh, nej. In the, stu- first, the first sentence. Okay. Or the first uh, couple paragraphs. Okay. Christina mm-hmm. was born in the royal castle... Tre Kroner on December 18th of 1626. Mm-hmm. Her parents were Swedish King Gustavus Adolphus and his German wife Maria Eleonora. 
Wow. Inser du att det är förmodligen förra avsnittet? That's insane. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Wow. Vilket, crazy, right? Fan, vilket sammantryckande. <laughs> så förra okay. avsnittet så spelar Greta Garbo Queen Christina. Yes, och, and now we're going to learn all about Queen Christina. This is a, that is so psychedelic. <laughs> Jesus. We should have taken some acid, man. Ja, oh, eller hur? Men, uh, <laughs> so those of you listening, pause, take some acid. <laughs> <laughs> and listen in. I mean, this episode is probably going to be about 50 minutes long. Yeah. And then after that, you're on your own for seven hours. <laughs> Men vi lämnar vårt ansvar där. It's up to you what you do for the rest of the time. Gå ut, kyss en hund. Stay out of traffic. Just if you're gonna go outside, just keep it, keep it foresty. All right. So yeah, uh, but Gustavus and uh, Maria Eleonora had already had three children. Mm-hmm. Two daughters. One was a, a stillborn princess in uh, 1621. Sounds beautiful, but it's... Just devastating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to be born <laughs> with a crown. Stillborn. Uh, <laughs> still born. No, no, no. Not still born. <laughs> born and dead. <laughs> and the other was uh, Princess Christina. Uh huh. They they named their daughter Christina. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She was born in 1623, and she died the next year. That And then they had a son in 1625. Okay. Still born. Wow. Yeah, she <laughs> poisonous. Eleonora had a. I can't blame her, but something was going on. Uh, that yeah, they couldn't have these kids. In that scene from Scarface, <laughs> her womb is so blue. Oh yeah, <laughs> she can't even give me a fucking baby. Kanske han så. According to Gustavus, it's not that he's a hjälten. I say, but he kanske sa så. Uh, Maria Eleonora's fourth pregnancy was in 1626 when Christina, second Christina, was born. Yes. The midwives thought it was a boy because it was hairy and it had a strong, hoarse voice. Jesus. Men titta inte på könet utan det är bara så här. Nu ska vi se hår. Säg något. Här är en pojke. Definitely a boy. Wait a minute, there's a vagina! <laughs> I was mistaken, your majesty. We need to new routines for deciding. Hair check, let's remove that from the checklist. <laughs> amount of hair. <laughs> It's like first, amount of hair, vocal quality, <laughs> penis or vagina. It's like that's it. Then maybe we can make it number one instead of three. <laughs> boy, boy, no girl. Oh, oh. oh I was mistaken. <laughs> Off with his head. <laughs> Stupid doctor. Oh. But it wasn't a boy. It was our girl, Christina. Mm. People expected King Gustav Adolf to be disappointed that he didn't have a boy. Uh, but he was surprisingly happy. He oh. stated, she'll be clever. She's made fools of us all. But we can set. She made us think she was a boy. Oh, okay. oh good. Oh, wow. <laughs> we get practical joke on you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Braid her back hair. Don't some idiot. Hon bara finns och de bara. Vi trodde du var en kille. Vad fan, men ja. She has an afro on her neck. <laughs> she will be marvelous. 
fooled us all. The king was close with his daughter, mm-hmm. and that's good because she was to be next in line for the throne according to the order of succession. Yeah. The crown was hereditary, but the men in the fa- of the family uh, were normally those that took on the task, of course. In this case, Gustav Adolf's legitimate younger brothers were already dead. Yeah. The uh, one legitimate woman, half-sister Catherine, was excluded from the throne because she married a non-Lutheran man. Man ska alltid gifta sig med lutheran annars är det kört. You gotta be Lutheran yeah. only. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how dare she do that? Uh, yeah. And this made Christina the undisputed heir to the throne. Snyggt. King Gustav was of course aware of this and called her queen early on. Even though her official term would be king. Aha. Var det så på den tiden? Yeah, they Aha. were gonna say this is the king. Okay. Fan vad progressivt. Yeah, I was I was shocked to, to learn that. Mm. Uh Carl Gustav was uh he, he thought, you know what? I need to go fight in the 30 years war. Ja, men ja, 30-åriga kriget är kanonkul. It's like uh, I am the king and I want to defend Protest- Protestantism. Yeah. Protestantism. Yeah. Um as you do. Uh but he was worried that he might not return. Var han själv orolig? He's like, yeah, I could die. 30 years of war, you uh, know. Men han visste väl inte att han skulle ut i 30 år. Det blev 30 år. Han yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, This <laughs> is going to be the 30 years war, according to my advisors. <laughs> I no, might but, not make it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he went to the, to the war that's now known as the 30 years of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the 17 years left war. <laughs> in the year of our Lord. 17th year left. <laughs> Uh, he wanted to prepare the young queen for the worst in case he died. So he demanded that Christina receive the type of education that boys got. Mm-hmm. His marshal, Axel Gustafsson Banier, would be tasked with making sure Christina got educated properly. Mm. Uh, Christina's mom, Maria Eleonora, was thought to be insane. This uh, German woman. That was first thing, first clue. Uh <laughs> <laughs> She didn't really care for her daughter at all. She was just like, oh, not a fan. Uh, little hairy thing. You know what <laughs> I mean? Horse voice. Who? No. <laughs> I don't appreciate my daughter. <laughs> exactly. And I would like a bratwurst. <laughs> She's woman. the worst brat. Uh, that, <laughs> that, that woman is mad. My daughter is the worst brat. I would like a bratwurst. <laughs> uh, then... <laughs> So, of course, Gustav Adolf. <laughs> that's such a dad joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we do here, right? I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, worst the brat. <laughs> then uh, Gustav Adolf, uh, as you do, he died on the battlefield in 1632. Uh, Christina was only six years old. Oh, jävlar. Maria Eleonora confirmed suspicions that she was insane by demanding the king not be buried until she could be buried with him. <laughs> Det är lite fet mats på gång här. And she also demanded that they keep the coffin open uh, at all times. Hans kista. Yeah. Okay. She visited his corpse regularly. She would hang out with but, it. But de gjorde det? Yeah, they did. She's spoken. Wow. <laughs> Eleonora has spoken. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> so she would hang out with his body. She would pat it. <laughs> talk to him. And then the chancellor, Axel Oxenstierna, oh, he put a guard with the body. Yeah, he put a guard with the with the body to 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 keep her away. Like he was like, all right, if the coffin's gonna be open, you need to stay the fuck away from me. Because they said she ignored the odor that was yeah, coming yeah. from the fucking rotting corpse. Vilket fint uppdrag. Andersson, ja. 
Uh, jag vill att du står och vaktar uh, kungaliket. It's gonna be a crazy German woman coming <laughs> in about once a week. <laughs> kan jag få någon slags klädnypa för näsan <laughs> eller någonting? Nej, no, nej, nej, nej. No, no. Stå där i lukten. Remain in uniform, soldier. <laughs> du får inte tvätta uniformen heller. <laughs> uh, they buried the body, of course. Uh, 18 months after he was dead. Oh my God. Yeah, man. So now Maria Eleonora was like, you know what? Let me get to know the future queen, my daughter. Oh. And uh and and she uh she was like, you know, trying to get closer to her. And then Gustav, uh he 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 foresaw that she was unfit before he died. So he had decided basically if I die in mm. this war, my sister Catherine is gonna be in charge of taking care of Christina. Uh-huh. And uh his half brother Carl Yelenhelm would be acting regent until Christina's ready. Okay. So he's like, keep this crazy bitch away from my daughter. Wow. Those three miscarried or stillborn might maybe messed her up in the head. He's like, nah, she can't. Ah, uh, We got to save. He's thinking of Sweden. So Maria uh, Eleonora, she tried to ban the sister-in-law uh-huh. uh, from, <laughs> from being near the daughter. And our boy Axel, Oxenstierna, jumped in and exiled her to Griebsholm's castle. Snicked. Gripsholm. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she drew, she created a lion that was, no, just kidding. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Catherine, our, you know, uh, half-sister, she uh, she would take care of Christina until 1638 when she died. Oh. Uh-huh. So 1638, that's, she's now 12 years old or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Axel decided it was best for the future queen to not have just one caretaker from then on. So he appointed like a squad of caretakers. Okay. So they can, you know, help uh, handle her and be advisors and Lite service the queen. Committee, nästan, kan man säga. Yeah, mm. yeah. He did like basically. Mm. So it's like uh, you take shifts, and that way she doesn't only latch on to one person. Mm. It's smart. And they say it worked out because mm-hmm. she uh, she never when she did a lot of writing about her life and she didn't she didn't seem to have any special uh, words for these different women. So this is just what he wanted. Mm-hmm. She ended up getting the education that her father wanted. She learned about religion, philosophy, Greek, and Latin. We all know how important Latin is. It must. <laughs> she learned politics as well, and that's what she learned from Axel. He was like, teach you about politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she was 14, he probably wrote, she is not at all like a female. <laughs> and that she had... She's a hairy. <laughs> She's a horse. She has a horse voice. Horse voice. <laughs> She's hairy as hell. She has a bright intelligence. That's another thing he said. <laughs> it's not at all like a woman. <laughs> but she loved it. She loved studying. She studied an average of 10 hours a day. She was said to have learned seven languages besides Swedish. Mm. German, Dutch, Danish, French, Italian, Arabic, and Hebrew. Wow. She even went for the, the tough ones. Not even English in there. No. Nah. She was just learning. She just wanted to learn all European languages. Uh, what fan ska man med engelska till? Va? Yeah, yeah, why, would it, why would anybody need that? <laughs> In 1644, Christina was 18 and deemed old enough to take over the throne. Yeah. Uh, but only after the Denmark-Norway War ended. Okay. So they're like, you're ready, but we just got some shit to clean up real quick. And then they did this surprise attack um, and uh, against uh, Norway and Denmark, and that eventually led to victory in Sweden. And that was when Denmark relinquished Gotland mm-hmm. and Ursel to Sweden. Jaha, var det danskt Gotland? Yeah, I didn't know that. Aha, and Norway relinquished Jamland 
Yeah. And <laughs> Harry Dalen. Shout out to Jamlin. Yeah, give her give give us back our hippie festival <laughs> country, man. <laughs> we need that national anthem in our lives. Yeah, Jamland. And now it was time for the queen to ring. Christina, she started feeling like Axel. He's been good, but he's got a little bit too much influence over me. Dealt on him. <laughs> no. She added people with differing opinions to her court in order to balance ideology. Oh. It's pretty smart, right? I like him. Uh, and it, it worked, and Axel, he would influence her less and less during the rule until eventually he was removed from her court. <laughs> she gained established. interest uh, in arts, began collecting many precious and important works of art. She would hunt down prop- popular pieces to add to her extensive and impressive collection. As for the future of the throne, there was much uncertainty. Christina was not interested in pursuing a relationship. She openly spoke against the concept of marriage. Uh-huh. Yeah. She was impressed by the Catholic religion, and specifically the Virgin Queen Elizabeth I of England. She understood she was responsible to provide an heir to the throne and needed to follow through on her duty. So in, 18, in 1642, she became secretly engaged to her first cousin, Charles, mm. who happened to be infatuated with her. Oh. Oh, yeah, sometimes you want a child with three nostrils. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Who needs good blood, you know? You got to get that hemophilia in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who needs good blood when you get bad blood? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Charles, uh, he went off to serve in the army in Germany for three years, um, uh, and that's when she did this uh, secret marriage or secret engagement. Oh, what's that? Slip on the phone. Maybe that's why. Uh, in her own words, she felt an insurmountable distaste for marriage and for all the things that females talked about and did. That's what she said. Wow. <laughs> She's like, fuck what these bitches want. Jag ska inte slänga mig någonstans i farligt vatten här. Men det känns lite som att det här kan vara det enda sättet som man kunde vara gay på. På den tiden och bara, men fuck it, jag ska bara styra landet. Uh, she also uh, said that it takes more courage to marry than to go to war. Well, fair point. <laughs> Strong point there, Christina. Her distaste for marriage did not mean she wasn't connected to other people. She had a close female friend named Ebba Spotted, <laughs> okay. who would share a bed with her. <laughs> it is possible that they shared a sexual relationship as well. The canvas, but we didn't get that. Not confirmed. Not in the 1600s. There's no TMZ. No, <laughs> To that. Imagine TMZ back then <laughs> with a scroll. Hear ye, hear ye. The Queen and Ebba Spotter was seen cuddling. As you suspected, Ebba was the big spoon. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, but they, they did uh, spend a lot of time. She called Ebba Bell. Oh, the resource <laughs> and uh, she wrote her many passionate letters. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, okay. So I was not all suited on fallet water. This is super gay. On a good way. I say not. But she is gay. She was said to write with the same amount of passion in all of her letters, though. Uh-huh. So it could have just been she's a passionate lady. Yeah, uh-huh, to other also. Yeah, they're like she wrote to everybody like that. Oh, schoolmarkan! The latest schoolna I fick of dig. <laughs> För mitt hjärta att brinna. Jag längtar tills du kommer hem till min kammare och ger mig mina nya skor. Åh, oh, hästmästare. <laughs> Tack för hjälpen. <laughs> Tack för hjälpen. <laughs> nu är jag med barn. Oh. 
Stallmästaren hjälper alltid till. Ja, <laughs> uh, oh, jag säger det. Hästmästaren. Okej, okay, sorry. Nej, ja, jag menar hästmästaren, stallmästaren. Okay. Jag vet inte. Något av dem. Uh, she kept pursuing education, of course, because that's what these people did before television. She had tutors. She brought in mentors and educators regularly. Eventually, she had what would be considered a nervous breakdown. Oh. Yeah, man. Uh, she'd been working at least 10 hours a day. She's focusing on, you know, not being gay. She had high blood pressure. Men vänta, 10 timmar arbetsdag låter inte It's not even that great, but they said she was just like focused on this. She's always, she's always taking in all of this knowledge. She's trying to sit with tutors, you know, trying to uh, spend money, the crown's money. Uh, she had high blood pressure, impaired vision, and back pain. They're like, she's like now it would be called a nervous breakdown. Wow. Like oh, oosh. And she got a French doctor that came along. Uh-oh. And he said, do you need, you need rest and healthy meals? And he snuck her a book of the uh, 16 erotic sonnets. <laughs> nah. Because why not? <laughs> yes. And maybe, maybe some erotism is, uh, <laughs> is what you need, uh, mademoiselle. Uh. I am a French cliché. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> French cliché. Dr. Cliché. Dr. Cliché. <laughs> But he told her to be. He told her to relax. He said, "Enjoy life's finer things. Take it easy. Stop being, stop working so hard." Yeah. And I bet back then it was nice. It was good, for, easy for them to say, "You're just work. You just care too much." Yeah, yeah. Instead of saying, "Your mom was a psycho. Maybe you are." Mm. She sure. took it seriously and decided it's probably better if a man took on the obligations of the throne. Oi, this is maybe not a job for a woman. Yeah, I'm frail. Uh, so maybe it's time for cousin Charles to do just that. Yes, men han var ute och kriga. Yeah, man. Uh, in 1651 it became an easier decision because her popularity dipped. Varför då? Uh, I'm glad you asked because she decided to behead a guy named Arnold Johan Messinius and his 17-year-old son when they accused her of serious misbehavior. Men vad skulle hon annars ha gjort? <laughs> <laughs> What are the options? De var, vi, vi, vi är milt besvikna. Uh, <laughs> Off with, with their heads. fucking <laughs> heads. And I'm not crazy. <laughs> They said she was... <laughs> you know how much I've been working? <laughs> Five hours. <laughs> Listen here, peasants. Jag har jobbat fem timmar den här veckan. Jag är helt slut. Exactly. They said she was bringing everything to ruin and that she cared for nothing but sport and pleasure. It looks awesome. Yeah. I think she lives a whole formidable life. So she, uh, she said their heads got to go. Oh, that was a little, maybe a little sharp. And there was another factor. Uh, she started beginning to flirt with Catholicism. Uh, flirt, okay. I'm saying she flirted with the idea yeah, of yeah, yeah, Catholicism. Yeah, because she said she was impressed by them. So she wasn't sure if the Lutheran thing was really the way. Being a Catholic was explicitly forbidden for royalty. So in 1654, she denounced her throne ah. and passed it on to cousin Charles in a ceremony uh. where they removed her royal garb before a cl- crowd of spectators. And she ended in a white dress. And the guy who was supposed to remove her crown was like overtaken by emotion. He couldn't do it. So she did it herself, removed her crown. Mm-hmm. And then Charles put on his crown. And now he's the new king. Wow. And a beautiful ce- Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, 
fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I started to think about what if, uh, what would happen if the Swedish, the current king did that? Mm-hmm. Like relegated the throne to somebody, uh, or just said fuck. It. What what do they say? There's no kingdom anymore. Like man, would it be when they're old? older? Man, take a look at England now. When are you going to stack as Charles? Yeah, he will die. He will die. Even if he is on the way, he will die. He will never be king. It's a little tasket. Give your children. If they want to have that, let them enjoy the spoils. If they want to have that smutsy arve system. Då kan han väl få njuta lite av att vara kung innan han typ börjar bli dement, liksom. Yeah, good point. Uh, so, after this uh, delegation, or whatever you want to call it, she left Sweden within weeks. Mm-hmm. She had already packed valuables, and reportedly, she depleted much of the Swedish treasury. Nej. <laughs> she <laughs> took money with her. Ja, oh, det är klart. Uh, she traveled about Europe. Jag har förtjänat där. Jag jobbar tre timmar om dagen. She went in disguise through Denmark, though, dressed as a man. Ah. Apparently she had she was built like a dude too. Hmm. They said she was like a, and she she wore men's shoes and stuff like that. She just you know. I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, <laughs> what? What should Doctor Cliche say? She's a lesbian. For you coming to say it. Men what say it? That's what the doctor might. Doctor Cliche might say. Yeah, so she had to she had to go uh, in disguise through Denmark. Um, she was hosted by the Netherlands and Austria, and reportedly Aus- Austria almost went bankrupt hosting her. Oh, because she was traveling with over two hundred and fifty people. Wow, <laughs> she had an entourage. Fanny party gang. She just shows up. Hey, I used to be the queen, and Sweden is a great empire. You know, all the rest of Europe is, it respects Sweden so much. So you kind of gotta like. When it's queenie. Yeah. För hon kommer ju alltid ha varit drottning. Yeah. Så man kan bara säga, ah, jag har varit drottning. Yeah. Och de säger, ah, välkommen. Yeah. Jävla smart. Och inga ansvar. Then she converted officially to Catholicism. Okay. And adopted the name Christina Alexandra. Uh, and that was um, a point, like, that was like a twist on the current pope's name. Uh-huh. So that was why they chose that name. <laughs> Uh, som hon menar att hon är typ lika bra som Poven. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but she kept it from her family so that she could keep receiving her pension. Yes. Because uh, she did have a pension after diverting her throne and depleting the treasury. They still were like, ah, she's got to get the money though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and reportedly, she was asking for, uh, it was basically 90 million today. 90 million crowns a year. Nah. <laughs> That's what she was asking for. <laughs> When I did the math, I did the conversion in that website I told you about. Oh, I, I don't know if they agreed to it, but that's what she asked for. It's crazy. 
So she decided to set up shop in Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vatican welcomed the new convert with open arms, of course. Klart. You know, politically, that's great for him. Sjukt. Yeah, we got the from the Lutheran country. Uh-huh. We got this woman, the queen, mm-hmm. to become one of us. Uh, she was Swedish royalty, uh, and she made friends with the Santinelli brothers. Oh! Who showed off their poetry and dancing. <laughs> and now sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> the Santinellis. Yeah. You sounded like us. <laughs> you got a hoarse voice and a lot of hair. <laughs> We're like each other's spirit animals. <laughs> You do this with your fingers as well. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. We used to be quite average, but then we met Dr. Cliche. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he changes. We read his 16 erotic poems. The sonnets changed my fucking life, you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> she she immediately had them. She's like, I love the Sentinelli yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah, join yeah. in the squad. Oh she brings God. the men to yeah. uh, join the entourage. Mm. Uh, she kept the rumor mill alive by socializing with men her age. How dare you? You know what I mean? She's not married. Oh. She's hanging with guys. You know, they're like, ooh, I uh, yeah. guess who's. Uh, she befriended the Cardinal uh, Azzolino. Mm-hmm. Uh, she liked him, but he was sworn to celibacy. Ah. Uh. <laughs> she wrote to him in French that she would never offend God or give Azalino reasons to take offense. But this does not prevent me from loving you until death. And since piety relieves you from being my lover, then I relieve you from being my servant. For I shall live and die as your slave. Oof. Yeah, man, that made me hot. <laughs> that was good, man. Uh, he responded, but his replies were more reserved because he was... Vowed to remain celibate. Thank you. Little side note. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I included this, but a little side note. He was later removed from the uh, the church, like uh, moved. Ah. Because they didn't like whatever him and her were doing. Ah, okay. So oh, I yeah. think he probably succumbed to his human urges. So you can see there was celibate there. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Uh, meanwhile, they found out in Sweden that she was now converted Catholic, and they shut off. The water. That's something. That's something. <laughs> that uh, so she decided to take on the kingdom of Naples and liberate her from Spanish rule. Hon bestämde sig för att ta över Naples. Neapel. Yeah. Okay. And be like, you know, the the Spain. Why why the Spanish? Why why the Spain uh, rule Naples? Like. Sure. Men vad då med hennes 250 party personer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she vowed to take it over and leave it to France once she died. Yeah. She even uh, sent home all of her Spanish staff. Oh, for like, the, I don't even want y'all dealing, you know, because I'm about to do some shit to your country. Yeah, but it was fine, maybe. If it was diplomatic, I mean. Yeah, so she got she got together um, actually with uh, with France. Uh huh. And they overtook that shit, man. Wow. Yeah. But she led it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, on 8th of September, she arrived in Paris. Uh, and was shown around. Ladies were shocked by her masculine appearance and demeanor. Igen med det här, okay. And the unguarded freedom of her conversation. <laughs> her hoarse voice, <laughs> talking dirty. <gasps> I know what pussy looks like. Mina pixar! Mina pixar! Oh, mon chéri! Oh, no! She has pants. She was pants like a man. Oh, no. You need a skirt and you need to be offended and blush. <laughs> offended 
them blush. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when uh, when visiting the ballet with La Grande Mademoiselle, she uh, she recalled that uh, the the lady Mademoiselle or La Grande, whoever that is, she said it surprised her very much. Um, applauding with the parts that pleased her, taking God to witness, throwing herself back in her chair, crossing her legs, resting her legs on the arm of her chair, and assuming other postures such I had never seen taken. But by, I guess, Traveline and Joe DeLay, two famous buffoons. She was in all respects a most extraordinary creature. Okay. They'd never seen a woman like this. Okay. This uh, grand mademoiselle. So, uh, okay. Hmm. okay. They, so the, the fact that she put, like, puts her leg up on the chair is like baffling people. That this the crab was very little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she burped. <laughs> she did not leave the room when she burped like a man. I believe air came from her buttocks. <laughs> no. Did she say excuse me and hang herself? They can't into a sound. They can't into a sound. <laughs> and here comes TMZ with the scroll. Yeah. yeah. Queen farts. <laughs> Swedish queen farts. Um, on the October 15th, 1657, apartments were assigned to her at the palace of Fontainebleau. Oh, Fontainebleau. And that's where she committed an action that stained her memory. She executed. She executed Gian Rinaldo Monaldeschi, uh, who was her master of the horse, is what he was called. Oh, yeah. And he was formerly the re- leader of the French party in Rome. But what was her right to do that? She was. Uh, she's uh, like runs Naples. Men, oh, okay. <laughs> For two months, she had suspected Monaldeschi of disloyalty. Okay. She secretly seized his correspondence. Okay. Which uh, revealed that he had betrayed her interests. Mm-hmm. She gave three packages of letters to Lebel, a priest, to keep them for her in custody. Three days later, uh, on Saturday afternoon, she summoned Monaldeschi into the Galerie des Chefs, discussing the matter and letters with him. He insisted that Betrayal should be punished with death. That's what he said to her. Like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't betray you. If I betray you, then, you know, whoever betrays somebody needs to be killed. And mm-hmm. I would never do that to you. No, that's what he, oh, so you that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said to her. I guess he didn't know she had the letters. Snack him or more Exactly. <laughs> she was convinced that he had pronounced his own death sentence. She's oh. like, well, I mean, well, now that you've told me that, I got these letters. <laughs> and you betrayed me. Uh, after an hour or so, uh, he was to receive his uh, confession. Basically. Wow. They snabba puckar. Yeah, sounds like torture to me. Yeah. Both Lebel and Mon- <laughs> <laughs> Monadeshi uh, were entreated for murder, for mercy. They uh, entreated for mercy. They were like, please, you know, don't kill us, do something else. Uh, but uh, her people stabbed him. Oi. Yeah, in his stomach and his neck. But he happened to be wearing some gear that protected him. <laughs> so then, so he didn't die from the stabbings. <laughs> so then, what should we hook him? Don't my quid. Right in the right in the protection. <laughs> so he was chased around in another room, right? Yeah, <laughs> I can see this in a movie. He's chased around in an adjacent room. Oh no! <laughs> my neck, my neck. Hook him quid at the end. And then they finally dealt him a fatal wound in his throat. 
Där var det ingen skydd. Yeah. Nej. Uh, in the end he died confessing his infamy and admitting Santinelli's innocence. Hmm. So he's like, they didn't do it. Santinelli's like, I know I didn't do it. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and, he, and he said that he invented the whole fantastic story in order to ruin Santinelli. Okay. That's what he said uh-huh. as he died. It sounds like something that they could have made up afterwards. Exactly. But the killing of Mon- Monodeshi, who used to be in rule, uh, uh, was a l- was uh, it was legal since she had judicial rights over the members of her court, mm-hmm. which they were in her little squad. As her vindicator, uh, her vindicator Gottfried Lebanese was who who said that to her, ah, she can do this. Mm-hmm. This is Christina, mm-hmm. and these are her people, so she can treat them however she wants. Yeah. And, and as her contemporaries saw Christina, who was a queen. At once, <laughs> she had to emphasize right and wrong, and her sense of duty was strong. So she continued to guard her, regard herself as queen regnant all of her life. Like she basically could do shit like this. Yeah, but it's so brukar kunglighet det var. So then she she would have gladly visited England, but she received no encouragement, and she stayed in Fontainebleau because nobody else was offering her to come anymore. No, they're like, ah, du du döda för många. Not really feeling this. Uh, She's too much like a man. Uh, du bringer död byxdamen. <laughs> She's uh, the the queen widow. Yeah. Anne of Austria, the mother of Louis the Fourteenth. I was very proud of myself for doing the math on the the Roman numerals just now. I just got proud of myself. Snicked. Louis <laughs> X I V. Yeah. The Fourteenth was impatient to be rid of her cruel guest, Christina, uh, and so Christina had no choice but to leave. And then she returned to Rome in 1659. So now she's kind of like a, a traveling queen. Yeah. With 255 people. Uh, her popularity was gone now, though. Pope Alexander the sixth, I mean the seventh, uh, remained in his summer residence, and he didn't want to visit her anymore. He's just like, "Don't come by here." Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm uh, no, no, no thanks. He described her as a woman born of a barbarian, barbarously brought up. And living with barbarous thoughts. The lot of someone's like the old Irving, if I'm not sure to say. He learned a new, he learned a new word that day. The barbarian brute of barbaria. That's a, a news anchor. A ferocious and almost intolerable pride, barbarously brought up with barbarous thoughts. <laughs> uh, all right, before we turn the camera on, barbarously brought up with barbarous thoughts. Okay, ready, action. <laughs> Baba brings me beer. <laughs> Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Barbarous that brought up barbarous thoughts. No. Cecilia Summer style. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what he, that's what he said about her. So she stayed at the Palazzo Rospigliosi. Låter inte så pjokigt. Det låter också härligt. Sounds nice, yeah. Uh, which belonged to Mazarin, the French cardinal. And it was close to the the palace, so the Pope was enormously relieved uh, in uh, 1659 when she moved to Tratisvere to live in Palazzo Rizziaro. She keeps moving to these big, ass, beautiful places. Och, och, jag, jag vill inte backtracka för mycket, men varför ville hon inte att Spanien skulle ha Neapel? Vad fan, varför inte? Vems, vems intressen försvarade hon? Why? Why Naples? I don't know, maybe she, I don't know, it doesn't say why. Kanske för att hon också lite koko som sin mamma. Mm, that's what's not said enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, in April 1660, uh, she was re- uh, informed that Carl 
the tenth, Gustav had died. His son Charles the eleventh was only five years old. Mm-hmm. So that summer she went and said, "You know, I kind of left the throne to him." Nah. <laughs> and uh, so you know, that was that was my first cousin. So he go he dead. So it's kind of my throne now. Nice. Yeah, she came back trying to take it back over. And they were like, this is true, but you're Catholic. Yo! <laughs> exactly. So it's impossible. And the clergy refused to let the priests and her entourage celebrate any masses. Oh. So her entourage was there. They're like, no, nah, man. No, mm. no. Nah, nah, no mass for you. I mean, no, no body of Christ. Mm-mm. So, uh... She left Stockholm and went to the lovely North Shepping. Oh, good. Second choice. <laughs> and eventually she she uh, submitted a second renunciation of the throne. Oh, I was made it. Uh, and she spent a year in Hamburg to get her finances in order <laughs> on the way back to Rome. So now it's 1662. She goes back to Rome for the third time. She's followed. Uh, she had some good years there. Some complaints or whatever, but, you know, she's still all right. Uh, and then she, in 1666, she's like, back to Sweden. Like, okay, guys, I'm in North Shepping now. And uh, they said she can she can settle in Swedish Pomerania. I didn't look on a map where this is, but this is a, some Swedish uh, territory. Okay. And then uh, when she got to Swedish Pomerania, she was like, I'm going to go back to Hamburg. <laughs> she, she didn't want to stay there. Nice. And then she was uh, informed that... Uh, that um, the one uh, guy that was coming after her the whole time, Alexander the Seventh, that one pope that wasn't filling her, yeah, he died, and the new pope, um, who used to hang out with her at her parties and stuff, uh, was now in charge. It looks into serious poor there. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, he's like, ah, you can fuck if you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're what? Uh, you seem very lesbian, but that's all right with God. <laughs> Give me another beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Holding it out. Okay, give you line today. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's that. T- he's the fun pope. Yeah. So she threw a party for him uh, in Hamburg uh, with a lot of wine and the fountain outside. Awesome. Uh, the party went a little crazy. Okay. And it ended in a shooting. What? And then they attempted to seize the queen. What a shooting? More details. They just said it was a shooting that happened. They just started like people. They were like started like somebody popping off at the party. Wow. Yeah, the queen has some gangster friends. That's what happens when you have an entourage of 255. Plus the Sentinelis. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was one of them. Hey, hey, hey. What you doing over there? <laughs> you know who I am? <laughs> I'm a Sentinelli. I'm a friend of the queen. You call this a salsa chicha? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> He's serious. He's serious. Uh, so she got in disguise and escaped through the back door because there was somebody was trying to 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 capture the queen. So now, and she she appointed um, uh, um, a musical chief of sorts. So she was like trying to bring the arts into uh, into her quote unquote her own royal. You know, circles. It is on behalf just now. Yeah, exactly. Now I'll take house. <laughs> yeah. Music. <laughs> her uh, politics and rebellious spirit persisted long after her abdication of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Louis the Fourteenth revoked the Edict of Nantes, abolishing the rights of uh, Protestants, uh, she wrote an indignant letter 
even though she was a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And uh, she directed uh, she directed her angry letter to him. And he didn't appreciate her views, but she was not to be silenced. In Rome, she made the Pope, Clement the Tenth prohibit the custom of chasing Jews through the streets during the carnival. Yeah, you know how that used to be. Yeah, yeah, visst. Den är gamla, den är gamla nyhet som alla tog för givet. Herregud. <laughs> so imagine people complaining about that. Well, what is a carnival if you can't chase a Jew? <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Just eat candied apples? Ingen kommer vilja gå på det. I'm just trying to eat my popcorn. There's nothing to watch anymore because the stupid queen is stopping the Pope from chasing Jews. Carnivalen är så tråkig nu för tiden. Times are dead. Woke media. Huh? They removed the fabulous Jew chase. The fun for the family event. <laughs> Jew chasing. Uh, that's a gift. <laughs> uh, in uh, 1686, she issued a declaration that Roman Jews were under her protection. Oh. She's, like, yeah, she's looking out for the, for the Jews. I don't know if I want to be under her protection. She died for many people. I know. like four people. Okay. <laughs> she remained very tolerant towards be- other beliefs. Um, they even thought that she might have been a fake Catholic. Oh. Like maybe her conversion was bullshit just to get out of uh Vadå, för att hon var så tolerant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In February of 1689, 62-year-old Christina fell seriously ill after a visit to the temples in Campania and received uh what they call the last rites when you like Ofa. yeah. Yeah, it's the end. She also suffered from diabetes. Huh. I don't know, huh? She seemed to uh, recover, but in the middle of April, she developed an acute uh, strep throat ba- bacterial infection mm-hmm. uh, that's called erysipelas. I don't know. I, I just assumed it was like a strep throat because it says streptococcus. Yeah. yeah. So strep. Yeah. Uh, and then she contacted pneumonia and a high fever. Vilka sjukdomar? Det här går fortare om du säger vad hon inte hade. On her deathbed, uh, she got syphilis. And uh, she also, no, just kidding. <laughs> So then she got sent the first AIDS case ever. Yeah. That's what this whole thing is about. No. Uh, <laughs> she sent the Pope a message uh, asking if he could forgive her insults uh-huh. on her deathbed. That's what you think about when you're about to die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time I got rude with the Pope? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she died on April 19th, 1689 in Palazzo Corsini at 6 a.m. She asked for a simple burial in the Pantheon in Rome. But the Pope is <laughs> simple in the Pantheon. Allt jag kräver är att bli begraven här i Pantheon i Rome. A simple, just a simple thing. Simple. And uh, her mother was still alive and she said that she's going to keep that casket open for 18 months. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the Pope insisted on her being displayed on a lit de parade for four days in the Riario Palace. Okay. She was embalmed. Yes. Covered with white brocade, yes. a silver mask, uh-huh. a gilt crown, and a scepter. And circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> the queen, wa- there is uh, speculation that she was like a hermaphrodite. Uh-huh. There's speculation that she had possibly had both parts. Okay. 
that's out there. But it seemed like a lot of speculation about this lady. <laughs> it's out there. But it's like, how does he throw that? Yeah, 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 I wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> uh, she. They look so. Oh, okay. And here's a description uh, someone wrote The queen wore a thin mantle decorated with hundreds of crowns and fur bordered with ermine. Under this, a splendid garment in two pieces, thin gloves, and drawers of knitted silk, and a pair of elegant textile booties. Uh, in similar fashion to the Pope's, her body was placed in three coffins, one of cypress, one of lead, and finally one made of oak. The funeral procession on uh, May 2nd, because uh, she died on April 19th, so this is a lot shorter time than her death. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, it 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 led from I don't know, I guess it went a long way. I don't they don't say the distance, but I don't know the streets. Mm. Uh, and then she was buried, one of only three women ever given the honor of being buried within the Grotte Vaticane. Aha, uh-huh, nice. Uh, the other two being Matilda of Tuscany, which we're gonna oh, cover. We're gonna cover her in a later episode. Okay, okay. And Maria Clementia Sobieska, which we all know. Her intestines were placed in a high urn. That was interesting. That the. <laughs> Men det är så jag vill ha det. I want my intestines in a high urn. I want you to get that urn as high as you can. Oh, yeah. Just, just blow weed smoke in the face of the urn and then My- add my intestines. Mycket inälver och skit vill jag ha där. So that's the story of Queen Christina who uh, was played in the film. I should have had that at the end. Like There was a film made about yeah, her, her. <laughs> but I didn't know that. Jag tror Hollywood skrev om den där storyn. Definitely. Because when, when I heard what the story was... Yeah, yeah, because they said that there must be a manly kärleks, blah, blah, blah. And she said, okay, so Greta Garbo. But obviously, there was nothing like that. So she wrote in. <laughs> Fucking Jeff, whatever his name was. <laughs> Greg Daniels, whatever his name was. Jeff Fuckworthy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, man. That's it for Queen uh, Christina. Bra, fin, vilken härlig kvinna. Vad roligt att hon gjorde så mycket. Och yeah, sen, man. Just a couple heads that she chopped det, off. Det, jag har lite problem med det. Yeah. det. Jag blir lite sugen på att trasha henne för att hon högg huvudet av så många. Men. Especially like, it wasn't like that. None of, only thing they did was just talk shit about her. Man ska kunna tåla det. Everybody she killed, just talk shit about her. It's uh. like, you're a peasant. Uh. Like, that should uh, be her comeback. You're a peasant. Ja, uh, eller hur? Eller hur? Det är så jävla enkel. I, I can ask for 90 million crowns a year. <laughs> Hon hade varit en väldigt sto- dålig ståuppare. <laughs> yeah. You suck. I'm going to kill you. you. Off with his head. Mm. Off with his head. He didn't. Uh, you're not laughing? You're not laughing? Oh, <laughs> 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 Yep. So that's it, man. Thanks for checking this episode out. Yes. Of Teach Me Sweden. Uh, don't forget you can send us ideas for uh, stories um, that we haven't done and you want us to do remember to write it in english if you want me to do the story and write it in swedish if it's for eric yes and also you can support us teach me sweden uh, i'm sorry at patreon.com slash teach me sweden be patreon make yes. us rich we have 90 million per hour <laughs> we want that drottning christina money oh yes oh. <laughs> off with their heads yes so. <laughs> yes this isn't uh, making it rain this is taking off the head oh two callbacks in the greta garbo på hundralappen. Really? Ja. Och jag kom på hattarna och mössorna. Ah, oh, nice. Jag tänkte på det där länge. So those of you that listen back to back, you know. Not go back and listen again to last episode. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's been Jonathan Rollins. Och Erik Broström. We'll catch you on next episode. Peace.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.